Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Oh, yeah, baby. Oh, baby. It's time to settle down. Settle down. And listen to the soothing sound. Oh, yeah. Oh, This. Oh my god, this! Oh yeah, this. Oh yeah, this. He's on a roll. Hello, and welcome back to On a Roll, where we take an unhealthy obsession in an actor's filmography. My name is Tom, and joining me as ever is. It's Emma. Hello. Hello. Hi. How the devil are we? I. We are okay. I'm okay. He's okay, she's okay, we're all okay. They're okay. She's okay. Hey, um, Emma, did you hear about the non-binary serial killer? No. They slash them. <laughs> hey. Oh, I like that one. That's it's a good, good one for, um, for Pride Month as well. Yeah, yeah, Very yeah. nice. Celebrating June before it's over. It's almost over. It's almost... It's almost over. <laughs> summer's almost. Summer's Finally. already. Summer's already over in the UK. It is. Um, yeah. It's rained it's, all day today. It's miserable, you know. Les miserable. We went to York this weekend, and it was supposed to rain the whole time, and it was just spitting a little bit, but not too it's bad. Spitting. Everybody in, it's spitting. Um, but it wasn't that bad. So, yeah. What did you lovely. get up to in ye old Yorkie? Um, we went to play Harry Potter mini golf, which was not good. Not good. A hu- I left my first ever Google review today, Tom. I've never left a Google review in my life. Not even a TripAdvisor. Not even a TripAdvisor, a Google review. What was bad about it? It was, I mean, <laughs> sorry to this man if you own it and you're listening for some reason. That would be pretty crazy. It was nigh on impossible for a start. And I'm playing with an actual golfer who says he shot lower on a real golf course than he did on this nine hole mini golf course. The holes were just really short. They were too difficult. Like you just, it was just not good. It was all style, no substance. Okay. What do you mean the holes were too short? As in, like, we... The literal hole that the ball had to go no, no, in, no, like the ball no, no, wouldn't no, no. fall in it? Or... We, we, play a lot of, we play a lot of mini golf, do me and Luke, because we like Luke it. It's fun, Luke and I, yeah, exactly. So, um, normally at mini golf, or like get a golf, junkyard golf, whatever kind of fun golf you want to play, there's usually a bit to the holes, like quite a way to hit Can it. Can I just say, no golf is fun golf? I mean, you it's need still, to play... It's still golf. <laughs> you need to play some fun adventure golf. But, you know, normally... No, I do love mini golf too. There's a few different places to hit it and, like, things to hit it through and, like, you sort of walk around and... But it was literally just, like, you're super close to the hole and it's just fucking impossible to get the ball anywhere near it. So, like, the actual physical length of each hole was just too short and it was just, like, all Harry Potter-themed but not. 
it was like because they don't have the licensing well, to yeah, use can't Harry be, Potter. Can't be right, so it was yeah. all just like wizard themed and it was just super lame and that was the first thing we did on our trip and it like put us in a right mood because it was quite shit. So we were like, fucking hate York. <laughs> this place sucks. <laughs> um, but then we went to a Viking museum, which was dead fun. It basically takes you through this whole recreation of a Viking settlement um, on a ride. You know, like the Cabri World ride. But um, yeah, yeah, way, yeah, yeah. way more high tech. Like I'm talking, you're in this almost Viking ship with speakers all around your head. And it's narrating what's going on around the Viking museum. And the it's like animatronics in, um, in was... Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, when it's like on the way yeah, to the yeah. Um, what's he called now? Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just like that. But the animatronics they had for like the Viking recreations were so scarily real. But obviously, it was that uncanny valley of like their mouths didn't move quite right, and they were talking like old Norse, so it was really fucking scary. And like when you get get close to them, and their eyes are just like going back and forth. And Luke was like, "I'm actually a bit scared." I was like, "Me too. Try not to think about it. (laughs) It'll be fine." (laughs) Can I just say, Mm -hmm. go just rewinding Mm -hmm. a little bit. I feel like Cadbury World Mm. is a very niche specific. I think I feel like we think of Cadbury World as a thing that everyone's done. I was going to say you knew what I meant, but yeah, that's yeah, true. But like, it was, the, it's very... it was the main school trip when we grew yeah, up. Wasn't yeah, yeah. But I think that's because we live in the West Midlands. West Midlands, and it's accessible. That's true. But if you've never been to Cadbury World, honestly, don't go now. I went a few years ago. Not as good when you're grown up. Really. And also, I think they've scaled it back. Do you reckon? Yeah, I remember when we went as a kid. Not together, mm. but um, when I went as a child, when we went as one kid, we were yeah, one kid. One, we've yeah, since we were one. Yeah, mitosis has happened, and what, we've turned into two people. What, <laughs> what people listening to this maybe don't realize is that yeah, <laughs> when we talk about our school days, we we were well at that point we were like semi semi separated, mm. but um, mm-hmm. it wasn't until we reached like <laughs> full the full surgery maturity. was successful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Honestly. <laughs> Shout out to the NHS because um, <laughs> they worked marvels. Um, to be honest with you, oh my god! If it wasn't for them, I don't think I'd be here today. <laughs> You'd still um, be just a growth on my uh, ass. Yeah, yeah. I was just a little <laughs> ah, Emma, Emma. Can we go to Cadbury World? <laughs> I want to see the cocoa beans. <laughs> um. Oh. I was just a small little cocoa bean myself. <laughs> this is, if we completely veered off into the absurd. Carry on. So you went, um, yeah, when we were when we were a child, you yes. used to get so many chocolate bars, didn't you? Go, I mean, a think maybe it's probably, truckload. It's probably sugar tax, right? And like, you know, <laughs> we're in a health crisis. But um, like... Yeah, you'd go around and every room you went in, you'd get given like three chocolate bars, I swear down. Yeah, yeah. But also, at the time, it was like a working Cadbury factory. Mm. I think, I think like, the they've all been replaced with robots. Yeah, they have. It's like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory when his dad gets replaced at the toothpaste factory. I was literally, I was about to drop that reference and I was of like, that's too niche. <laughs> I was like... We're the I same was, person. I paused and I was like, nah, the fact that Ka- that Charlie's dad gets replaced by a robot for screwing on the tops of toothpaste 
is too niche of a reference for this early in a podcast. But... <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm just like, <laughs> you know, Charlie in the Chocolate Factory, a film and book that we used to read and watch so much when we were one being, um, takes me back. Oh my been, Emma, God. turn the page. <laughs> I think that's probably an offensive voice that I'm doing, so I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you've offended all of the growths out there. Yeah, yeah. All of the sentient growths, like Quirrell. <laughs> <laughs> Troll! <laughs> Troll in the dungeon! Just, Just thought you would know. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> right, what's this podcast about? <laughs> because it's not about Cadbury World Vikings... <laughs> Harry Potter mini golf growths. Um, um, I just wanted to quickly say that I have such a vivid memory of being like six on the coach home from Cabby World and literally sucking so many curly whirlies down my throat because they were melting. It was like the hottest day of the year and I was just like sucking curly whirlies out of the wrapper so they didn't go to waste. Oh my god. Such a roller coaster of a sentence. I remember being six. I initially thought you said sick on the coach back. Sucking that. Where's this going? Down so many curly whirlies. Oh, okay. As one does. It was the curly whirlies day of are the fluid. Year. Oh, my God. It must have been hot because. Curly whirlies have fucking caramel yeah, in them, like hard they caramel. Were liquid, man. It was like uh, cocoa shake. That's not a word. Milkshake. Final point on this: curly whirlies impossible to eat cleanly. <gasps> yeah. Anyway, just crumble everywhere. I look like Augusta's glue. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, I could send us on another tangent. Right. Anyway, right. Sorry. Um, this podcast on a roll. Films. Let's move. <laughs> let's move on. Um, on a roll, the podcast that you're listening to, hopefully you haven't fucking turned it off by now. Um, like Tom said, it's not about mini golf, it's not about chocolate, it is about films. Um, in this podcast, we pick one actor per series and we watch all their cinematography in order. So season one was all about Robert Pattinson, season two was all about Ryan Gosling, and we're currently watching the collective works of Zoe Saldana. So, and we're having a great time. We that makes it sound more time. highbrow than it is. You know, like, yes. the collective works of William Shakespeare. The collective works of Zoe Saldana. But what what you don't know, if you didn't listen to the last week's episode, was that it's some fucked up shit occasionally from, from yeah. Zoe. So, yeah. And I, I was going to say it's not gone much better this week, but I think it has, actually. I think there's been a, a step up. Yeah, a slight the, step up. Yeah, yeah. In the quality. Although, mm-hmm. well, we'll see. So this week we've watched Takers, Columbiana, and Mm -hmm. The Words. These Mm -hmm. words are my own. From my heart grown throne? No. I don't know know what the words... These words are my own. From my heart... What is it? Love you. From my heart flow? Maybe. Is that... that I saw a video the other day that the first lyrics to that song are, I threw some chords together, D, E, they went D, E, F or something. Mm. And those aren't the chords to the song. What? I thought she was so clever this whole time. Also, the lyrics are, these words are my own, and she co-wrote it with three other people. (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, it's good, isn't it? Uh, there's Natasha a TikTok of some field. guy. There's, there's just a TikTok of some guy like absolutely slating her and telling her to sort her life out. It God, that's great. quite funny. Wow. Anyway. Wow. Should we kick it off with takers? Yes, let's do the that. The movers and shakers. The movers and shakers, yeah. Now, what's the plot of this film? Um, It's a heist movie. Good old-fashioned heist. It's, it's a heist movie. There's a kind of city cop who's trying to take down this gang of thieves. And there isn't a whole lot more to it, in my opinion. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if I just sort of got a bit bored. Because to be honest, I was well excited for this film. Because obviously Paul Walker, 10 out of 10. Hayden Christensen, I mean... Surprise, where, Hayden Christensen. Where do I begin? Like, I I love him. I do. And then also hot stepdad from Bad Moms. It was looking or, good. Or, Emma, more importantly, <laughs> a fucking Six Degrees reunion. I knew you'd fucking ding, love it. Ding, 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 ding. I love it. Yeah, I knew you would. The Jay, second I saw Jay him. Hernandez or something. So I was oh like, my yeah, God. cool. This is like an okay cast. And I like a heist movie. But yeah, it was just a bit of a like bog standard heist movie it didn't excite me like i thought it would um so yeah and chris brown was in it and i don't like him so that was a bit of a shame yeah so it's there's there's been a there's a group of of takers if you will and they they've previously done a heist it's a bit of an uh, you know an ocean's 11 type situation yeah yeah you know they're all balling because they've done this job but one of them got caught and went to prison ghost i believe his name is yeah and he gets out of prison and he comes to them and he's like yo guys i've got um a fresh new job for us to do that'll be a real big steal and they're Mm -hmm. like oh but we've just done a job Mm. and we usually wait a bit before we do a new one but he's like Mm -hmm. yeah but this will get us 12 million dollars yeah so they're like oh shit so and yeah we'll do it Mm -hmm. Uh, also one of the other take one of the other guys has started dating Ghost's girlfriend while he's been in prison. Yeah, and they're like fully engaged to be wed. Like, it's pretty pretty bad. Imagine coming out of prison and finding your girlfriends, like marrying your friends. So it's a bit, bit orky porky. Bit tense. To say the least. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, they just, they, they do the heist, but it goes a little bit wrong, first mm-hmm. off. Um, but they get away with the money, but then it turns out that Ghost has double-crossed them, the double-crossing double-crosser. It's like when Idris Elba double-crosses them in Losers. Was that Idris Elba? It was, yeah, it was. Yeah, it's him again. Well, and this came out four months after Losers as well. Nice. Um, so, even more fucking connections. Mm. And he sold them out to the, the some Russians who he said he's, he'll split the 12 million with if they kill the rest of the crew. Hayden Christensen gets killed in the crossfire. Sad, Sad times. times. And uh, the rest of them escape. But then it's pointless that they escape because two of them go to the bar that they own and find Zoe killed. And then they just die anyway. Yeah, they basically just kill themselves by running out into like a firing squad. Yeah. And then Idris and Paul Walker, they split off from them and Idris tracks down um, Ghost and 
then also like the policeman converges with them at that point. So there's mm-hmm. like a three-way standoff and Ghost manages to shoot both Idris Elba and the policeman. Techers. And then it, lo- it looks like it's over for them all, for both of them. And then Paul Walker rocks up and kills Ghost and uh, he gets gets Idris Elba in his car and they drive off and their, their future is uncertain. They tried to um, leave that open for a sequel, but I don't think anyone wanted well, one. Well, it's funny you should say that. They did want to do a sequel, and a sequel was in the works. Hmm. But the sequel was going to be a prequel, ah, <laughs> uh. and was going to be about the heist that got Ghost arrested. Right? Yeah. But um, all that was all put on hold when Paul Walker obviously, unfortunately, died. Um, because it was, I think it was well received. This film, or like, did well. So they were going to go ahead with it, but then he died, and they were like. Um, no, we don't want to do it without him because they were going to use, obviously, the whole cast as the main mm. cast for it. They couldn't have done um, it without him. It's not like he was just a side character, is it? He's like yeah, the, one of the main Yeah, the well, main he is guys. one of the main guys, isn't he? But yeah. Um, yeah. Funny, you said it's like the, a generic just heist film mm-hmm. because in his annual appraisal of the year's top movies, author Stephen King called The Armoured Car Heist of the film where they do the heist mm. um the best action sequence of 2010 the year that this film was released i think that's reaching a bit i don't know what else came out in 2010 but come on that can't be true shall i, shall I find a list of action films that came out in 2010 yeah and if there is a single fast and furious film that came out in 2010 then stephen king needs to go and get drugs tested because he's clearly on something the expendables I mean, come on. Uh, the King of Fighters. Mm, didn't see that one. <laughs> He's in like Alien versus Ninja. <laughs> uh, Clash of the Titans. Surely, surely. Date night. Date night. I'm sorry, sorry, sorry. No, ever. You're gonna fucking kick the fuck off. What? So. I mean, Iron Man 2 came out that year as well, so I did mean, Kick-Ass. fucking come on. Right, but <laughs> Inception. Is this a joke? Is this a joke? Stephen King, get fucked. This is funny, man. What's what? he on? What's he on? What? Scott what? Pilgrim versus the world. And Takers had the best action scene of that year. Takers. This is funny, man. I can't believe what I'm hearing. I cannot believe oh, it. Here's a film that I want to watch, though. <laughs> I think this is a Japanese film. Zebra Man 2, Attack on Zebra City. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I bet it takes forever to get anywhere because of all the zebra crossings. Oh, hell yeah. I'm going to be oh, watching re- that and Alien vs. Ninja as soon as we're a, Do finished. you reckon there's a sex scene where um, the male lead tells the woman to... Um, Take off zebra, baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my god! Oh. oh my god! Zebra Man Two: Attack on Zebra City is a sequel to Zebra Man. Who? Who the fuck knew? Holy! Oh, do you know what? This shit. is taking me back, man. Looking at the list of these films, do you remember the film Thirty Minutes or Less? No. It's a film with Jesse Eisenberg where he's like a pizza de- delivery man. And he gets, like, held hostage. But I just remember seeing, like, um, adverts for that, like, everywhere. God, it takes me back to, like, going to the cinema on the weekend 
with your mates and like getting a bag of cookies from Asda, eating them all before you get over to the cinema. Bag of squashies. Bag of squashies. Big up, big Coke. Love it. Big up, big up the big Coke. <laughs> I don't know why, why I felt the need for that. That was, wow. That's something that I'll never do again. Attack the Block. <laughs> That came out Attack 2011. Attack the Block was fucking shit. People act like it's so good. It's not. If you watch Attack the Block now, you will not enjoy it. It's well, gash. apparently they they want to do an Attack the Block sequel. That would probably be good now, but Attack it's not. Attack 2 Block? <laughs> Bangkok Knockout. Sorry, I'm just listing films now. But basically, what we've discovered there is Stephen King is wrong. Stephen King, I like you, but shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen King, yeah? I like you. Shut the fuck up. I don't mean it, please. I really like you. I've read like I'm, at least I'm half gonna of I'm going to say that to more people now. I like hey, you, yeah? Mate, but shut mate. the fuck up. I like you, but shut the fuck up. Do some favour. Shut the fuck up. It's because I've been listening to so much Bo Burnham. Can any one single person just shut the fuck up? About anything. About anything. For just one minute. That's how I feel. That's how I feel. But yeah, I loved it and I loved Carrie um, and Pet Cemetery. So carry on. <laughs> <laughs> just stop your yearly review of film. Yeah, just stop. Leave the film review into us, the fucking professionals. Well, also, you know, you know, he famously hates the Shining film. I mean, the Shining with Jack Nicholson is one of my favorite movies. So again, Stephen King, just shut the fuck up. Just stick to writing the books, yeah? <laughs> we'll tell you what's good cinema. Yeah, leave the film review in to the professionals. God. Anyway. I don't think I've got much more to say on Takers, really, than... No. I thought it was... When it initially started, I was like, yeah, I'm game for this. And then by mm, the end... Mm-hmm, oh, mm-hmm. I know what I was going to say. Fucking... Every action scene is just... One, in slow motion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And two... They, like, edited horribly. Yeah. Like, yeah. They, you, you don't have any of the sound effects. It just, <clears> like, goes to music. And then it, you just can't... I could not tell what was going on. I could not follow one no. iota of action. My... Stefan. <laughs> my last... My my last point is about Hayden Christensen's hats. Oh, my God! Why? Why the hats? And he keeps taking them off. Yeah. If you don't want to wear a hat, Christian... Don't wear it. Hayden. Yeah. Your yeah. name's not Christian. Oh, what? Uh, Hayden Christensen. Keep I'm so your angry hat about on. the hats that I've forgotten your name. Keep your fucking hat on or don't wear one at all, love. <laughs> and take them off inside. Have some manners. <laughs> it was just hat hair, the movie. <laughs> Were you born in a barn? <laughs> Were I don't you know why you'd up? wear a hat in a barn, but... Uh. <laughs> shall we Shall we give it a rating before this goes too far? <laughs> I'll I'll also lower my tone, and check, <laughs> check myself before I wreck myself. Um, so, if you're not listening to this podcast before, our rating system is based on our actors' names. When we did Robert Pattinson, it was is it a shat on the back or a pat on the back? Um, I let you work out which was positive, which was negative. When we did Ryan the Goosey Gosling, it was a Lucy Goosey or a Juicy Goosey. Mm-hmm. And for Zoe Saldana, it's is it a Zoe Saldana nah or a Zoe Saldana ya or a mm-hmm. Let's a Goey Saldana or a Noe Saldana? Or mm-hmm. if it's just a bit of a meh film, it can be okay. Um, yeah, it was a or whatever you wish. It was a Noe Saldana from me, if I'm honest. 
I think it was just a okay from me. Yeah. Nah. You know. Nah. Wasn't. Nah. The highlight for me was the fact that the guy from Six Degrees was in it, and <laughs> after that, it was all downhill from there. Yeah. Um, so Barely any we... Zoe as well. So. Oh, she was just a, lo- a disposable love interest. So um, sexist. I know. But from sexist to sexy, let's go to Colombiana. What oh. a fucking seg way! <laughs> way! So, Colombiana. Hmm. What's the plot? <laughs> um. Oh my god, I watched this like for like 10 days ago now. Um. It's Zoe Saldana. She. Her parents die, or her dad dies at the start. Like, her parents are killed, I think, and then she gets given to. Like her uncle or somebody. She's and then... in like she's in like some. Uh, what's the right word? They've done the thing where they're where they're in a hot place, in like a, a war torn, nameless area. Yeah, yeah. And so her they, family they, are killed. They stick a yellow tint on the. Yeah, camera. yeah. It's classic. And then anyway, when she it kind of flashes forward like ten years or fifteen years, and she's become like a fucking assassin, and she just goes around killing people. And leaving a little Try, flower. Trying, um, trying to get the attention of the man that killed her father. Yeah, trying to basically get revenge, which we love to see because I'm all about some revenge. Um, and her thing is that she leaves a flower when she kills someone like the Black Dahlia, I think. Is that like, what that's meant to be? No, it's it's a Colombiana plant. Oh. That's, why, that's why it's... I think... Was no, it no, called a Cataleya? Yeah, no, that's it. That's her name, yeah. Yeah, so Catalea. she leaves a Cataleya flower. So yeah, that's kind of what it's about. And it's pretty pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Pretty cool. I don't pretty, mind it. Pretty sweet. And you know, she's, you know, we all like a, a femme fatale. Yeah, assassin. it's very, very dramatic. The cinematography of the film, I thought was really nice, actually. I don't think it would be because like you said, it's the the yellow tint foreign country, but after a while it gets quite nice and sharp and there's like a shot where she's sneaking into some rich dude's house and she walks over like a shark tank. Oh, and so it's cool. Really, really no, where clean. she's like, really she's clean. Like, you, you see the shark tank from above and she's, in the water underneath That's the glass. That's it, sorry, yeah, like yeah. Like swimming, like backstroke. Yeah, it looks really um, neat. I was oh, a fan of nice. that. Yeah, cool. That was a cool murder, that. That was a cool murder, yeah. Like a good like a good murder. Like a yeah, good yeah. setup. The first one she does where she's like in the prison, that was good as well. Mm, enjoyed where that. She like, yeah. she like crawls through the vents. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, also the policeman that's trying to hunt her down. Mm-hmm. Do you recognise him? I've completely forgotten his face. I do know who he is at the time, but I've completely forgotten who it was. It was the return of DCI Tony Yates from that Line of Duty it. Season 1. That was it. Um, yeah, last Morgan seen by from us the in Dead. Um, Blade Runner 2049. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's good. I like him. Yeah. And he then... always does a good job, doesn't he? Although, again, the American accent wasn't amazing. It reminded me of What's-His-Tits' American accent. What's his <laughs> Although he, we said last week, we hope he did a better accent in um, Takers. He was just British in Takers, he was wasn't just, he? Yeah, he'd yeah. obviously given up by that point. Yeah, they'd obviously thought we like you, Idris. You're a great actor, but your accent's bad. So just be British. Be British in it, son. Be British in it. Um, yeah, and then she basically just goes around killing people, gets the attention of the guy, and she has mm-hmm. a, she has an American boyfriend. Yeah, who doesn't know much about her. And then his friend just happens to work for like the FBI or something. 
and he the boyfriend takes a picture of her while she's sleeping mm-hmm. to try and be cute but yeah a bit weird and then he shows his friend and then his friend is like oh i'll try and find out loads about her because he doesn't know that much about her so i'll run her face through the database and then that like pings the cia mm-hmm. or whatever mm-hmm. um so that's how they find her um and then she manages to track down um the guy who killed her father yeah and kill all his men and then he's like, ha, 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 I got away, though, you silly bitch. And he gets in the car and drives <laughs> off. But she's such a good assassin that she put killer attack dogs in the back of his car. I I kind of enjoyed that. Although it was so stupid because she's, like, on the phone to him being like, you didn't get away. And then doesn't she say, like, kill or something? Oh, yeah, she commands the, the dogs to get it. She's like, yeah, yeah, attack or something. Yeah, and I'm but thinking, she says they it so quietly, there's yeah. no way. Yeah. The, the dumbest thing in this film for me was... Um, when her boyfriend finds out that she's living the secret life and he's on the phone to her and she's like, oh, I'm really sorry, like I didn't want to hurt you, blah, blah, blah. And he asks for her real name and she's like, my real name's Catalea. And he says, like the flower. And I was like, A, yeah, who it's a the flower fuck that everyone knows, knows? Who the fuck knows what a Catalea is? And second of all, if you spoke to a girl and she was like, oh, my name's Daisy, you wouldn't go like the flower. You'd just be like, oh, that's a nice name. It's just a dumb thing to say. It really struck me as like stupid dialogue. I was like, shut up. Yeah, the, Who knows that? The the only reason that he would say like the flower is because it's not a well-known flower. But then that's also that's also stupid because people Why don't would know he know? Yeah. Is he a botanist? Yeah. <laughs> what he's trying to do there is mansplain to her that yeah. he knows that he knows flowers. Yeah, exactly. Oh, you Ugh. mean I bet you don't know this, but that's actually a type of flower. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, I'll fucking kill you. <laughs> yeah, so that was dumb. But it was it was pretty good. Um, Johnny Cash Hurt plays at the end, which any good film does play Johnny Cash Hurt at the end, so you know that it's dramatic and, and powerful. Yeah. I um, hurt myself today. today. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So but yeah, she looks banging in it. So good. Re- um, yeah. <laughs> Um, not to objectify women, but um, <laughs> she looks pretty, uh, pretty good. Assassin yeah, Zoe, yeah. Well, good I was look. like, after watching this, I was like, so this is what she got cast as Gamora then. Yeah, you can see, you can see why. Yeah. Um, there was a sequel to this, apparently oh. in the works, announced in 2017. With called, Zoe? Called Columbiana 2. Um, <laughs> that is so unique. But apparently it'd be a prequel. Oh, for God's uh, sake! Why do they keep doing this? But Zoe said that she would be, she would love to play the character again. Oh, yeah, I'd be here for that. Yeah. I'd be here. But for that. also, apparently, originally this was a, this script was a sequel to Leon with Natalie Portman. Oh, okay. But then due to due to um, rights issues, they reworked it and made it in its own original thing. I love it. Um, yeah. I love it. And then I've got this piece of trivia. Mm. that's not interesting in the slightest but i just found i loved how niche it was and the fact that someone's taking the time to write it so as i mentioned at the beginning her father is killed by this guy but before he does so he gives catalea this like sd card and he's like this has got the guy's like crime information like all of his dodgy dealings on it Mm. and it's your passport out of this country and it'll get you to america yeah yeah so she gives it to like the guy at the embassy or whatever anyway and she, and she swallows it. That's how she hides it. Mm, so says, and then she hacks it up. The memory card being used at the beginning of the movie, which the young... This is why I thought she was called Columbiana. 
which is not, but this fact says it, which the young Colombiana swallows, then vomits up, is a smart media card manufactured by Toshiba in 1995. When the agent is wiping it off, you can see the silver circle under his thumb. This was the right pro- this was the right protect sticker. He then puts it in a floppy adapter, which made it readable by any PC with a 3.5-inch floppy drive. Wow. I'm That's glad detailed. you know that. Yeah. That's very detailed. Who needs to know that? I mean, uh, for a film that probably doesn't have a whole lot of trivia, I guess you've just got to get what you can get, right? So, mm-hmm. fair enough. Fair enough. Fascinating. Yeah. Truly. And Amanda Stenberg plays young Zoe, and I really like her. She's really cool, so... Who's that? The little the little girl at the start. She's in Hunger Games. She plays the little the little Crew. one. That's the one. That's her, right? <laughs> I, I think that's who the character is. I don't know if that's the uh, actress. I've not yeah. I've not seen her in anything else. She was she's been in a bunch of teen stuff. Um, oh. you're probably not interested, but as a 25, 26 year old woman, I I like watching hey, teen I like fic. A, I like a rom com. She was in Everything, Everything, um, which was really good. But again, for children. <laughs> Says a lot about my um, my emotional again, intelligence. For children. But again, it's for kids. And it's probably weird that I went to see it, but whatever. Well, what there ebbs? we go. Uh, should we give it a rating? Yeah, it's... Uh, oh, I don't know. What would you say? I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. It's not quite a yars, but... No, I think it's a. I think it's a yas. I'm giving it a let's go y. Let's go y. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was enjoyable. Yeah. Yeah, um, I enjoyed it. I liked the assassining. I did. Yeah. But I, I would like to see murdery. more. I'd like to see a bit more. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I would have liked some more murders. Like I would enjoy a film where she's got to like take out like thir- thirteen people. Mm-hmm. Like a whole I mean? base. Yeah. Well, I know. Like she's got. To, she's got to get like. Each each person's got a different piece of information on where the main guy is, and then she um, she kills them all. So you get loads of different fun murders because mm. the murders yeah. that we saw were fun, mm-hmm. but I was left wanting more. Yeah, absolutely. So I feel like maybe, and we know from the film that she's done like twenty odd murders. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would like more noticed. of those. So I want to see what those twenty murders are. Yeah. Agreed. We need the law. We need yeah, the we need yeah. The that's law what of I'm interested in. That's the bit that I'm interested in. <laughs> Nice. Yeah, so let's go on then to the words, finally. The film from this week that I expected the very least from and that I got the very most from. Same. I loved this film. I really did. It was good, wasn't it? I really thought, oh, it just looks like some corny, like, romance film, which isn't really my thing. And I was gripped. Gripped. Grip-ed. It was fantastic. It was fantastic. I mean, the cast for a start. Can what we a just, cast. Can we just take what a, a cast. Dennis Quaid, Bradley Cooper, J.K. Simmons. I didn't write everyone down. Ben Barnes. Fucking Ben Barnes. <laughs> Jeremy Irons. Jeremy Irons, yeah. Um, just brilliant. Zoe, obviously. I've written down in capitals, Jonathan. Oh, fucking the mummy. The brother. Yes. Yes, it's the fucking um, bro- brother from the mummy. I was yeah, like, ah, yeah, 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 Jonathan. Yeah. I'm so gl- that was that. I wrote that down for you, and I couldn't remember. I was, trying, I was like, who is it? I I knew exactly what you meant because I also have a note that's just Jonathan in all caps. Yeah, mine's in all caps. 
it yeah. was a moment. It was a moment. It was it was beautiful. Yeah. What's his name? John Hannah. John That's Hannah. Yeah. Yeah. Scottish Scottish gem. Yeah. Um, we love to see. So this is a bit of a weird one to explain. Oh my god, I love it so much. But essentially, Dennis Quaid is a writer mm-hmm. giving us a, a lecture where he's he's reading an excerpt from his book, The Words. Yeah. And The Words is a story about Bradley Cooper. Yeah. Who is a writer, <laughs> a failed writer who is married to Zoe Saldana. Yeah. And they get married uh, and they go on their honeymoon to Paris and in Paris in this cute little like second-hand antique shop or whatever, mm-hmm. they see this nice little leather carry case suitcase thing and he's like oh that's really nice i like it and so he buys it for him yeah super and then cute. What, he's trying to get his books published but all the publishers are telling him that his books are nice just not the right time or whatever but like they're a bit too subtle and well crafted and uh, they won't appeal to a wider audience and that you know yeah. he, needs to get, he needs to get published and establish himself as a writer and a name before they'll publish those ones because then people will buy them um, and anyway, he, he opens, he's going through this leather briefcase that he's got the one day and in like almost like a secret compartment or a compartment that he's never looked in before, he finds this manuscript yeah. for this book and he reads it and it's like the best thing that he's ever read. Yeah, he's like compelled by it and it just moves him. But it's like on shitty, shitty paper or whatever and for whatever reason, and there's not a reason, like literally... The film is like, he doesn't know why he does it, but he just did. He wants to he, feel the words pass through his fingertips. Yeah, he copies the book word for word, spelling mistake for spelling mistake, punctuation, everything, onto his laptop. Mm-hmm. And then Zoe reads it and she's like, oh my, she thinks Bradley Cooper's written it. <laughs> it's, and she's it like, isn't it so uncomfortable when she's like, I knew you had it in you. I yeah, knew you're the yeah. man I thought you were. Well, and she's he's like, like, she's like, I knew there were parts of you that I'd never seen before. And they're in this book. He's like, what and parts? I know you, I know you so well now and all this. <laughs> um, so yeah, she's like, you need to get this published. Mm-hmm. And so he gives it to the public. He, he works as like a, like a, a copy boy or whatever yeah. at the, a publishing firm and he like he says to the the like main guys like i'm sorry like today my wife's making me give you this but here it is mm-hmm. and then they read it and they're like oh my god this is amazing and it gets published mm-hmm. and it does fucking gangbusters he becomes like yeah pretty much a millionaire what feels like overnight and um then he after he gives a speech or is given an award i think he's approached by an old man Jeremy Irons. Jeremy Irons, um, who basically reveals to him a third story, which is the story of him and his wife meeting in the war. And um, he was friends with writers and he always wanted to be a writer. And then him and his wife got married in Paris um, and lived together and had a child. And then the child unfortunately died. Yeah, um, and him and his it like broke his marriage apart, and it's him and his wife sad. fell out. And then to get himself through that pain, he was compelled to, to write this story, mm-hmm. and it was an amazing story. And he sent it to his wife, and she loved it, and it like healed their marriage. Aww. And she she put the she brought it brought it with her in the leather bag. Yeah, on the train back to meet him. 
but then she unfortunately with all her other luggage she forgot to take it off the train and it was just lost Mm -hmm. and then he was so like it was such a meaningful powerful thing to him that he couldn't let go the fact that she'd lost his story because it was the only copy of it that he had so that like broke their marriage apart again again so then like bradley cooper's like distraught by the fact that he's finally been confronted about the fact that he didn't write this book yeah he's like fuck i am terrible i've stole your story i need to make this right so he tells his publisher his publisher's like are you fucking insane you want to ruin your own career and mine like no keep this shit to yourself yeah he's like i want you to take my name off the book and i want you to give this guy the credit yeah give him all the royalties and all that and he's like fuck off no (laughs) yeah he's like we are not doing that and bradley's like fuck yeah really beating himself up and to be fair like this film surprised me because i thought zoe was going to be out i thought she was going to be like you lied this is bullshit i'm out but she was like she was upset but then she was like we all make mistakes it's fine just deal with it like well, that's sort of the message of this thing, yeah. isn't it it's like you can you can move on from your mistakes um yeah yeah because like it, so bradley goes to see the old man who is just called the old man yeah yeah which i'll get on to in a second because it's a little bit of a reference oh. um one more time and he like tries to give him a check yeah, like, in the greenhouse, isn't it? And he's like, um, he's like, don't worry, I'm not going to tell you a secret. I just wanted you to know the truth. Yeah, and he's like, I, I, I did see my wife one more time after we like broke it off, and he was like on a train, and he just looked out the window, and she's there with her new husband and her new kid, and he's like, that shit hurt, man. That it hurt, but also, like, she managed to move on from the mistakes that we made or whatever and like some good came of what what i did and all this sort of stuff and then you're probably wondering i don't know if you are what's going on with dennis quaid yeah this whole time so in between all this it's been interspersed with like this young woman like flirting with him at this reading or whatever and he goes back they go back to his apartment and all this and she like presses him for like what the ending of the book is and he's like says the old man dies and um like he, go, I think he says that Bradley Cooper goes on to like write a book about his experience or whatever, and basically mm. it's implied that the words is like semi autobiographical. Yeah, yeah. And Dennis Quaid did is actually that. the guy yeah. who did this. Yeah. Um, and he, he, it's revealed that his his marriage is broken down, and that like he can't, he basically can't get over what he did. Mm-hmm. Um, and he tried writing the book as like a sort of catharsis. Mm-hmm. So I think I think Bradley Cooper comes to terms with the fact and can move on and is happy with his life. Mm-hmm. But in real life, Dennis Quaid is still like broken Super by hung up. Yeah, what he did. Um, it's just really, it's really good. Yeah, it's yeah, it's really good. I have a fa- I have a few notes. I don't have that many because I was enjoying it so much. Yeah, no, I don't have that many. Um, one of them is this is kind of notebooky. Like, not in the plot, but just the feeling I got was just, like, a really mm. nice film. See, initially I thought it was, um... <laughs> I thought it was, like, uh, what's it called? Limitless. Because mm, mm-hmm. it's, like, Bradley Cooper, failed writer, and then he yeah. gets, like, a magic thing out of nowhere yeah. that makes him famous. Uh, or, like, gets him kick-started with it. Yeah. Um, another comment I have is just Ben Barnes with an exclamation mark. <laughs> Who's Ben just, Barnes? 
the young um the young old man oh yeah yeah he's yeah, in um yeah. it's prince caspian from narnia yes yes and he's in the punisher if you've seen the punisher no um, i i did have a note about that because there's loads of people in this film that have gone on to be in superhero films yeah um and then there was one <laughs> there was one thing i made a note of which is just fucking stupid but what do you expect it's me so towards the start of bradley cooper's story we are sort of shown him and zoe struggling to kind of make ends meet and he's taking like handouts from his dad to try and get by and he's like trying to become a writer and they're just like living the life in like a little flat they're in love it's quite sweet and um dennis quay's obviously narrating it don't it do says, this to me do not have the same fucking quote as me it says he had nothing to do in the day but wander the streets then at night when the rest of the city slept he wrote struggling to make his art and i just put here's a thought right during the day if you've oh. got nothing to do in the day and you just write at night why don't you just write in the day instead <laughs> and then go to sleep <laughs> at night <laughs> it's just like I, what the fuck <laughs> i thought at the same time there's a quote and i was just like fuck man what that's, what? that's deep what did you put? i don't even know if it's deep it might oh, i was be just being deep. stupid I got, without even knowing it, they had settled into the routine of their lives. And I was like, wow. I enjoyed that. That, that yeah. fucking hit different. That and then did hit I've different. Got, I've, I've got another quote, which Go is a bit more lighthearted. Mm. When he tries to pay off Jeremy Hines at the end, he just mm-hmm. says, put that back in your pocket or I'll take you out the back and kick the shit out of you. <laughs> <laughs> I, just found it I really love funny. Jeremy Hines. Um, I thought that bit in the greenhouse at the end as well was just beautiful. Like mm. just the cinematography was delicious. Very, very nice. Also, Jeremy Irons in this looks older than he does now. Like, yeah, I understand I, that there's probably like prosthetics yeah. going on or something, but I don't think I think it's just like the beard and the outfit and his whole posture just makes yeah. him look really old. But he doesn't look like that. Yeah, in no, person. Yeah. Now, would it interest you to know? Yes, that this film <laughs> had uh, this film about effectively copyright infringement or stealing ideas has had its own controversy about stealing ideas. Shut up. Really? So apparently, 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 according to some Swiss newspapers, the plot of the words is very similar to that of a 2004 novel called Lila Lila by mm. Martin Suter, oh. um, which was made into a German film of the same name, released oh. in 2009, which is also about a young, unsuccessful author who discovers an old manuscript is pushed by his girlfriend into publishing it, becomes enormously successful, is later confronted by an old man who is, or in the case of this other book, knows the original author, and then publishes a second book about how all of this happened. But Brian so stole it. <laughs> Brian Klugman and Lee Sternthal say that they knew nothing about uh, Souter, who wrote it, his work, or the book, and they had the idea and began writing the words in 1999. Be- years before Lila Lila was published. And I mean, I, I can believe it, but to it, back, it to back doesn't this up, look good. To back this up, they attended 2000 Sundance Screenwriters Lab, and at that, they presented their original screenplay for it. So ah, fair that's, enough. that's about four years before the book came out. And then also adding to this, but maybe this has just been added in as like an anecdotal thing to like back them up, but I guess yeah, maybe yeah. he's agreed to it. They are friends of Bradley Cooper. And they were friends of his before he became famous for his role in the in the Hangover. That was like his breakout role. Um, ah. They asked him to play the lead. Um, like it when they wrote it in 1999, they asked him if he'd be the lead in their film, and he accepted. 
And then when they actually got the film made, he kept his word and was in the film. Oh, that's quite that's sweet. quite nice, isn't it? That is sweet. And it, I don't actually know how this film was received then because I thought, like, this has got a banging cast and Bradley Cooper's obviously, you know, a respected actor. Mm. I, but I'd, I'd never heard of this and that surprises me because... Well, I it mean, feels I've, to me like a bit more of a... Obviously, it's got a good cast, but more got of maybe a, like... a bit art house. Yeah, a bit arty. Art housery. Uh, and there's... So, that, like, there's a bit of... Um, a few references to Ernest Hemingway in this. Oh. oh. So when he... I mean, there's some parallels with his life, mm-hmm. but also when he finds and reads the manuscript, the first page that we actually see on screen is an excerpt from Ernest Hemingway's memoir, A Movable Feast, mm. discussing one of his early short stories called Up in Michigan. And That's quite cool. The, the parallel between this and Hemingway's life is that his wife lost mm-hmm. a suitcase on a train full of all of Hemingway's early work. And it's, uh-huh. it's never been recovered. Oh, my God. Someone out there knows where that is. Yeah. And then also, <gasps> as previously mentioned, the Jeremy Irons character is called The Old Man. And is yeah. like that's what he's credited as. Yeah. Uh, and there's an Ernest Hemingway um, story called The Old Man in the Sea or something like oh that. Oh, my God. I've, I've read it. I've read that. Yeah. I have that book. It's really, really short. It's more like yeah, a, yeah. a novella, I think. But, yeah. Huh. Well, what do you fucking so there know? you go. What do you fucking know? See, that's a geeky fact that's actually relevant to, you know, the plot or like Not just to like the film. this SD card was made in 2001. <laughs> this scene's set in 19... 19- I think maybe that's brought up in Colombiana because it's set in like 1991 and the mm. card wasn't manufactured till 1995. But like, come on, who's a fuck? Who gives a fuck? Wow. But yeah, I really, I really enjoyed the film. I was compelled truly compelled it was really really good and you i love bradley cooper me. he's so good and obviously bradley zoe got guardians of the galaxy yeah and we've had but dennis quaid dennis quaid dennis quaid wants coffee and jk simmons for about the fifth time yeah he's just everywhere podcast. and nowhere isn't he yeah like a bad smell <laughs> jk simmons is never a bad smell like a good smell he's always a good smell I, I feel like he's like the yin, the yin to, what's his name? <laughs> uh, Willem Dafoe's Yang. <laughs> yes. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah, I do. I know exactly what you mean, actually. That paints a picture and I couldn't agree more. Yeah. Um, should we give this a rating then? Yeah, it's a Zoe Saldan Yang. Yeah, Yang's all the way down. Really good. So... Let's move on to the official Zoe Saldana ranking then. Bum, 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 bum. So, shall I give you the top five? Yes. You got any voices that you want me to do? Don't feel like we've had any today. No. Any, any notable? Just go classic Tom. Classic Tom. Classic Tom on a, on a medium base, stuffed crust. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, in at number five, get over it. Mm-hmm. In at number four, l- losers. In at number three, Avatar. In at number two, Pirates of the Caribbean: Curse of the Black Pearl. Ooh. And in at number one, Star Trek. Lovely. So where are we going to stick? Takers. I enjoyed it more than 
vantage point. Really? Mm. Did you not? Did you not? See, I'd have to disagree with you there. Okay, okay. okay. And are you saying that it was, in fact, better than after sex? Yeah. Hmm. Maybe below vantage point, above after sex. We'll split the difference. Yeah, fair. Fair is fair, indeed. Because in many ways, after sex, you are a taker. Um, (laughs) Now, what shall we do with um, Columbiana? I don't know. I don't it's, know. It's hard, isn't it? What would you do with it? <laughs> um, I think it's better than Takers. Yeah, stick it there. Stick it there. <laughs> <laughs> and now that leaves us only with the question of what to do with the Tom. words. Tom, in all honesty, I enjoyed it more than Avatar. Did you enjoy it more than Pirates of the Caribbean, Curse of the Black Pearl? Yeah. Did you enjoy it more, Emma, <laughs> than Star Trek? Oh, it might be dead on. It might be dead on. What did What did you did you enjoy it more I Star think, Trek? Because if you did, I mean, I'd not one. thought of it in terms of enjoying it more than Star Trek. I didn't. I didn't think when watching it. Do you know what? This is a better film than Star Trek. Oh no, me neither. But, but looking I, back, I think I think that it's you know, it's a good film, and I think there's a more there's more art probably yeah, to it. So it was di- very different, and fuck it, fuck it, <laughs> took me by surprise. So we're sticking on it in at number one. Oh my god, absolute scenes. Um, <laughs> so yeah, uh, that's that's our new top five. We'll post crap. that somewhere probably. Wow. Um, so that takes us on then to <laughs> Thank you, Tom. Uh, welcome to our regular segment, Zoe Monroe, in which I give Thomas three quotes by either Marilyn Monroe or Zoe Zaldana, and he has to guess who said what. It's very simple. It's very easy. Well, it's not easy, actually. It's really quite hard, isn't it? It's very hard. Um, So, yeah, it's getting getting tough. But here we go. Five four, I believe, isn't it, to yourself? Five four to me. So are you ready for some redemption, I'm ready. So quote number one. A wise girl kisses but doesn't love, listens but doesn't believe, and leaves before she is left. Marilyn Monroe. Come on. It was Marilyn Monroe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The just the syntax, yeah, just the the format, yeah, that gave it for me. Hella syntax, right? Quote number two: The real lover is the man who can thrill you by kissing your forehead, or smiling into your eyes, or just staring into space. My gut tells me that's going to be Marilyn again. It was Marilyn. Yes, yeah, Marilyn boy. comes through. Yeah, they're Queen. getting very, They're getting. She's waxing lyrical. It's um. It's yeah. All right. Should we give you a third one? Yeah. Love a bonus. Love a bonus. <laughs> oi oi. Um. Quote number three. <sighs> the nicest thing for me is sleep. Then at least I can dream. And Zoe Saldana. It's Marilyn. No, it was a. It was a three for Marilyn, was it? It was a Marilyn threesome, triple threat. Wow. A three-way, now, if you will. There's a picture. <laughs> um, three Marilyns are better than two. That's what they say. Anyway, That is well what they done. say. We're three five Marilyns all. are always better than two. Five all, well done. 
I tell you what, it's neck and neck, isn't it? Jesus H. Christ. Right. Jesus, Mary, Joseph and the wee donkey. Right, we'll tell you just before we finish what we're going to watch next week. And then we'll leave you. Did you get very far? Like, does he have a car? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> I think we're in different keys, but we move. Oh, <laughs> we move. Um, We are watching Star Trek Into Darkness, Ooh. Blood Ties, mm. and Out of the Furnace. Oh, well, I've heard of at least one of those, so... I've seen yeah. at least one of those. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes, son. Right. Lovely. That's the end of that, then. Um, if you've enjoyed <laughs> this podcast, then please give us a rating and maybe a review on Apple iTunes slash podcasts. I think it's podcasts, probably. Yes. Or tell your friends, or do both, mm-hmm. or tell a stranger. If you want to contact us and let us know your thoughts on any of the films that we've discussed, um, or if you want to disagree with our rankings, people often do, then please <laughs> uh, contact us. How can they do that, Emma? You could contact us on Twitter, Instagram, at on a roll pod. You could send us an email, on a roll pod at gmail.com. You could go to our website, on a roll pod.com, and send us some love. Send us some nice things. Yeah. No nudes. We've still not received any, so yeah. I'm, I'm not scared of that fact. Please but... don't send us nudes. You can't hear me winking. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Oh, dear. Okay. Oh, dear. Okay. I'm holding you responsible for any detritus that we um, <laughs> we receive. Um, yeah, so we'll see you next week. Mm-hmm. Um, until As always, then, thanks for listening. Have a good one. Have a good one, Wolf. See you on the flip side, motherfucker. Goodbye. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.